to LOA Today. I'm Walt Keeson. With me today are Monique Scott and Bridget D. This is your Daily Dose of Happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. And we're especially happy that we have a fourth joining us today. This is kind of like a last-minute thing that we're pulling together, but I think it's going to be really, really worthwhile because the lady who's joining us today has a remarkable background. And on top of that, she woke up early to come join us today because she's in Australia. She's having summer there. We're here freezing in the United States. She's experiencing summer. She just went walking on the beach. I'm jealous already. But Me Sandy too. Forster, what time thanks is for joining us. Yeah. What time is it there? Where are you? It's uh, 7 o'clock in the morning. Ooh. Seven. Nice. Yeah. That's I'm when sorry. I like to do my walks. I just wish they were on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Monique and Bridge, how are you doing? You're looking pretty good. Hey, doing well. Yes, good, thank you. Oh, and Ham said, Sam's already here. Hey, Sam. Hey there, Sam. Oh, yeah, Sam. You're becoming the live stream. That's cool. Yeah. I I was noticing what you're bundled up there with, Bridge. I mean, you you look warm even though it's a cold day. Yeah, it says it feels like seven out. When I was doing errands earlier, I was thinking of going on, like, my walk and just doing it later in the day. And my husband's like, I don't think you're going to be able to do that today. And after I did my errands, I was like, you're right. I'm not going. (laughs) I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, the big discussion around here was whether the cat was going to be able to stay out for Aww. more than two. He, he stayed out for about 20 minutes. It blew my mind. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was just determined. And of course, he came back. He was loaded with energy. But, uh, well, you know. <laughs> Good for built-in a, fur coat. That's right. <laughs> yes. That's right. It's a, it may not be long hair, but, well, that's another thing. Um, anyway. <laughs> And Monique, Monique is in Atlanta, and Monique is cold today. I mean, everybody is experiencing cold today, and everybody's dealing with it in their own unique ways. But uh, Monique is just, she's just kind of chilling. That's what the look is on your face today. You, you're usually a very high energy. Today, you're just like, you're just kind of chilled today. You know what? Honestly, as the old folks used to say, I'm from the South, by the way, my stomach is touching my back, and I literally can't think of anything except food oh, oh my. my gosh i have stepped up my training I, so i changed gyms from planet fitness to la fitness because i said i'm going to stop playing with my fitness okay going uh-huh. in there wear my cute outfits at planet fitness but not really doing anything so i still have the cute outfits but i'm actually doing something now at la fitness and you guys i don't know why yeah anyway when you exercise more, I mean, like really exercise, your body just burns through food mm. if you're eating clean. And I'm trying to eat as clean as possible, right? Yeah. So, I'm, I mean, I had a big plate of like grilled chicken and brown rice and peas. I mean, a big plate for lunch. Can I tell y'all, I feel like I haven't eaten all day long. Oh, oh my God. So that that's what you see. I'm sitting here like, Okay, it's 4.05. You only got 55 minutes. Oh, my God. I love you. I just made grilled chicken, and I'm eating it after this. So I feel you. (laughs) Not that I don't love everybody here, Walt, of course. But like you said, I'm usually more high vibe. But I'm telling you, this is something about that hunger, man. Yeah. Well, I get it. I call it angry. I mean, Sandy, I I don't know how to convey this. Monique is usually like, boom, huge high energy. And here she's just sitting back and saying, are you okay? I know what it's like when I'm hungry. There's only three things that make me me cranky, and it's being hungry, being tired, and people with negative energy. So... But you're, but you're, I'm not saying you're a negative energy. I'm just saying they're the thing. So I know what it's like being hungry. I know. You know, luckily I don't get cranky. My daughter does. Like, I literally do not like my own child when she is hungry for real. She, she turns into like the Grinch slash Sasquatch slash Godzilla. Like, I don't even know. No. So, uh, you know, I don't get like, ah, but it's just like. I can get hungry. <laughs> yeah. I'm hungry. It's it's new for me, Sandy. I'm not used to being hungry. <laughs> I'm also Eat, not more. Used to, Eat more. To doing fifty pounds like I did this morning either at the gym. So yeah. Well, you're on a serious program, is what you're on right now. I mean, you're you're just going for it right now. Yeah, I'm doing it myself. You know, I went there so I could get a trainer, but I said, you know what? I watch enough YouTube videos and follow enough fitness people. I can do this on my own. So that's what I'm doing. But I'm actually doing the work, y'all. And it's like, oh, my God. 
<laughs> Good on you. That's that's brilliant. I used to be an aerobics instructor way oh, back when. Yeah. So you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. I used to work in a gym. I used to take aerobics classes, oh. and I used to um, work out with the weights. Yeah. Your body Teach everyone what to do. That yeah. food. Oh my god. Yeah. That's a good thing, Walt. You guys. You know, like it's using the energy. It's doing what it's supposed to do. My body's yeah. doing what it's supposed to do to build the muscles, and that's mm. what that's what it is. And, and sometimes the body just decides to scream like. Ah, yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. When I was coming up the stairs to my bedroom, my thighs, my quads were like, "What are we doing?" <laughs> Please, what are we doing? Yeah, I've, I've been on leg day for like the last three days. Oh, um, because I'm crazy. Oh, yes, yeah, because I'm that's, crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So that's where your your muscle starts saying to you, "Okay, what have I done to you lately?" Yes. <laughs> Can we move up to upper body now? Yes, right. <laughs> well, we are all very pleased that you are actually feeling good and. and doing work on yourself and all that. And, and the only thing I would add is be nice to yourself. You deserve it. <laughs> be a I little kinder. Go get a shrimp oh boy tonight. There <laughs> you go. Yeah. Just, you know, get get yourself getting a shrimp oh boy tonight. Oh, so anyway, Sandy Forster has an amazing study, um, history, I should say. Um, she, I love the way she phrased it on her website. She says, I've gone from welfare to millionaire. I can't even go any further. I have to go right to that story. Tell that story. Yes, Sandy, I am dying to know. Well, I guess to give you the short backstory, I uh, moved from Queensland or Australia's most southern state, which is Victoria, which was very cold. And my parents decided we would move to Queensland, the most northern state. And I went to school. I met a boy. I went out with him for 11 years. We got married. I had a six-month-old and a three-year-old. And then we divorced. And at the time, I was designing and manufacturing swim and gym wear because I, you know, lived by the beach, so that's where the swimwear came in. And the aerobic era was full on, so that's where the gym wear came in. And um, so designing and manufacturing swimwear, but just really as a hobby business, because I was buying lycra from the discount store, sewing it in my garage or winter in summer, I'd find a store, an empty store down by the beach and sell it all. But what happened was we divorced and suddenly that, that kind of pocket money that I was making from that store had to be my main income and it was not enough to survive. And I ended up um, $100,000 in debt and on welfare. So I was receiving, I think at the time it was about seven and a half thousand US dollars. That's how much it, it converted to. So seven and a half thousand US dollars a year from the government. To survive and you can't do that you just go backwards financially every day so I was I was just I, I was kind of beside myself I didn't know how to change things I I was really scared about my situation I was ashamed about my money situation because I thought the rest of the world had this money thing sorted and I was the only idiot who didn't know what I was doing Surprise. I know, but it was really, it was a really embarrassing time and I just, you know, didn't want anyone to know my situation. It was really, it was really quite bad. And then I discovered the law of attraction. And I guess for me, understanding that instead of thinking about all my bills, thinking about my situation, thinking about how nothing was ever going to change, thinking about how am I ever going to get out of debt, instead of focusing on that, I realized that the law of attraction said, focus on what you want. So the idea of thinking about being a millionaire and thinking about having the house of my dreams and thinking about having a car that actually didn't leak so much when it rained that plants were growing in the back seat. Oh my God. Thinking about, yeah, yeah. So thinking about all the things that my life could be was such a sweet, sweet relief to how my life actually was that yeah. I just dived right into the law of attraction. I just gave it everything I got and just focused on this beautiful ideal life being a millionaire and you know things started to turn around now it's not like magically everything overnight just you know suddenly I woke up and I had a million dollars in my bank account but through learning about the law of attraction suddenly people and circumstances and opportunities all appeared before me which allowed me to move closer and closer toward what I really wanted in my life and Literally, it would be from the time I discovered the law of attraction to the time I actually made a million dollars was probably about 
three and a bit years. So, yeah. <laughs> so exciting, so exciting. And so now, you know, my absolute passion is helping other people really not only understand the law of attraction, but understand how to use it so it works and understand that it's not just woo-woo law of attraction, there is also a quantum physics side of it. There is a scientific basis to it. And when you marry those two together, then people really get it at a much deeper level and they use it at a much better level and they get results so much easier. So that's that's my passion now. I want to come back to that in a moment, um, but I, I just can't resist asking when you first became exposed to the law of attraction, did you do it through the secret? Because obviously Rodna Byrne is also from Australia. And so I'm wondering if there was like a connection going on there. Actually, I discovered the law of attraction long before Rhonda appeared on the scene. So yeah, I discovered the law of attraction back in uh, 1999. So that was about six years or so before Rhonda, but there's an interesting connection there. There is a connection. So I had already, you know, been teaching The Secret for many years. I'd written a book called How to Be Wildly Wealthy Fast, which focuses on money manifesting using the law of a secret, uh, law of attraction. And what happened was I heard about this thing that was coming out called The Secret. And in Australia, you couldn't buy the movie because they had some sort of deal that until it was released on TV in Australia, they couldn't sell to Australia. But I was fascinated, even though in the little trailer about The Secret, it didn't even talk about the law of attraction. I just knew that that movie had something to do with what I was doing and that it was going to change the world. So I emailed The Secret through The Secret website and said, I think what you're doing is amazing. I would love to send you a present. And I got an email back from Rhonda Byrne, who said, I don't know how I got your email. We get so many, but somehow yours came to me. I'd love a present. So I sent her my book, yeah, sent her my book, sent her my home study course because it was a physical course at the time called Millionaire Mindset. And she emails me back and says, oh, my gosh, did you watch The Secret and then write your book? And I was like, no, 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 mine's been out way before you came around. And she said, oh, it's amazing. Anyway, what ended up happening is they, her, her film crew actually filmed me for an entire day because they were planning on taking someone who was in The Secret out of the secret. I'm not sure if you're aware there's two secrets. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. I have both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah, me too. So the original had Esther Hicks in it, and they had to take her out due to certain reasons. And so they were going to put me in her place. But my energy is a little bit higher and a bit uh, more passionate than (laughs) Esther's. So it didn't kind of really flow. So they ended up using the women already in there. But in those conversations that I had with Rhonda, I said, look, I just don't understand. Australians need to get this movie you know they just need to see it because only a certain amount of the population will ever read a book it's just the way it is but everyone loves to watch a movie and even if it is more of a documentary type so I just knew it was going to transform so many lives anyway through our conversations and her saying you know can't sell to Australia I said well I've got a US company could I sell and she said, sure. So we worked it all out. And basically, my US company was able to import the secret. And just from that idea alone, I made about $3 million. Whoa. From bringing That's in awesome. a DVD <laughs> and selling it all around Australia. And you know, the thing is, the thing is, I knew nothing about importing. I knew nothing about, you know, the taxes that happen when they come in. I knew nothing about distribution. I knew nothing about anything to do with that. But I'm very much of the mindset that when an opportunity comes, just take it and figure it out afterwards. Like too many people get stuck in the details and how and the what and the why and the where and should I or shouldn't I. I'm the other way. I just go for things and then figure it out as I go along. But, yeah, that that was a really cool little um, connection between Rhonda and I. That is very cool. I like that a lot. I'm also intrigued by what you just said about just diving right in because I have learned myself in the last four or five years just doing the show, the value of diving I diving right in, it's also quite a challenge for me. I mean, on the one hand, when I dive into something that I feel very confident about, I can flow through it really, really well. When I'm not quite so confident about it, well, it's pure law of attraction, right? If, if you're not feeling confident, it's going to go rough, and it, it goes really, really rough for me. <laughs> so I'm curious how you handle that. 
Because you must experience something similar to that. Oh, totally, totally. And like I said, you know, diving in, it works well sometimes and it doesn't work so well other times. But one of the things I teach everything, every one of my students is we're all taught about ready, aim, fire. So ready is like probably coming up with an idea. Aim is getting everything ready, getting all your ducks in a row, lining everything up, making sure everything's perfect, and then fire. So, you know, just getting going. However, I like to teach ready, fire, aim. aim. So yeah, get ready, just do it, and then fix <laughs> things up as you go. Because the bottom line is everything you could ever want to know about how to do something, you know, what to do, it's all that out there on the Internet. You can learn it all. There are experts that you can learn from. You can learn what you need to know. But if you get stuck in that procrastination, perfectionism sort of bubble, then you can spend, honestly, years, decades, not taking any action. And I think what people don't quite get about the law of attraction, and this is what I love to teach my students, it's all about aligning body, mind and spirit. It's all about your thoughts, your feelings and your actions. And I think too many people think the law of attraction is just the thinking part, yes. like thinking about what you want and dreaming about what you want and then maybe throwing a few feelings in there or getting excited about what you want. But they don't understand that the action, honestly, that's the magic part. So yeah. in, in the book, The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace Waddles, written yes. in 1910, way, way, way back, in yeah. there, remember that part, he says, by thought, the thing you desire is brought to you, but by action, you receive it. Yep. And that's the part that most people are missing. They're not taking action. They're busy putting their vision boards together and saying their affirmations and just expecting everything to drop into their lap. So that's why... I am very much just do it and figure it out as you go, make it better as you go, you know, tweak it, improve it, but just get started because by taking that action step, the universe will start to guide you. But when you're just sitting there doing nothing, expecting everything to drop into your lap, then, you know, you're not going to get guided at all. You've got to take some action. Well, can I tell you, Sandy is now my spirit animal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's my spirit animal. And it's so crazy that she mentioned uh, the book by Wallace Waddles because most people, Sandy, I think because they're familiar with Bob Proctor, they, I feel like they kind of gravitate towards Think and Grow Rich, which of course is a fantastic book as well. But my ex-boyfriend, who was a millionaire like you, multimillionaire, um, he introduced me to the science of getting rich and actually Bob Proctor, Michael Beckwith, and Jack Canfield. I don't know if you've seen it, but he did, Bob did a video series with all three of them on the book. And he just kind mm -hmm. of put all the, he did each chapter, like 16 videos, I think, explaining it, I guess, in layman's or today's terms, kind of. And that's how I got introduced to the Law of Attraction back in 2016 through that book. And it's still my favorite. I mean, no shade to Think and Grow Rich, which I think is an amazing book. But you, me... And another guy that I know named David Nagel, which Walt is how um, Dan and I met oh. <laughs> at David Nagel's, one of his um, uh, seminars. Um, but yeah, you know, it that book is what really kind of, it was the first time I really realized, Sandy, that God wanted me to be rich. Like from my Christian background, that was never taught. It was... If you ask me, all oh, hell and brimstone kind of thing, right? But when I heard that book and the way that Bob Proctor and Michael Beckwith, they put it, I was like, oh, my gosh, it's my right to be rich. It's a sin to be poor. I was like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Claim it. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to tell you, that's great. And you're my new spirit animal. I don't even know what that is, but it sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's whatever you think it is. That's amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I, I want to go back to the action piece again because you're right. That is something that gets skipped a lot. A lot. And, and it, it, if it isn't skipped, then it's skated over. I think that's part of the problem, too. Um, and then they say, oh, the law of attraction doesn't work, but you're not oh, doing yeah. anything to work it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's a huge token, piece of the puzzle. Yeah. But by the same token, when you're taking those first steps, those first steps, even if you're just doing the, the ready, fire, aim approach, 
it's just it, it's like right it's like jumping onto a roller coaster in mid-flight because it's it, you just get you know shuttled all over the place while you're just trying to go in a straight direction you know you think you're going to go this way and it's like oh no over here do this it's like you're bouncing all over the place and if you're not used to that and i'm not used to it i'll be perfectly honest even though i'm i'm getting better at it, i'm still not used to it it throws you so i gotta ask you how did you avoid getting thrown i think for me i and again, you know what it's all about. It's what your belief is. And so your belief is that when you take those steps, you're going to get thrown all over the place. And so mm-hmm. you're always getting thrown all over the place. Whereas in my mind, yeah. <laughs> but in my mind, it's like, I know it's going to be uncomfortable and I know it's not going to be right. But if I have that gut feeling to start with that this is what I should do, then even if I don't know the outcome, I will kind of push through. And I'll give you an example. So I remember going to an event and someone was talking about um, life coaching. And this was back in, uh, I don't know, I think it was about 1999, 2000, around then, way back. And they were talking about life coaching and how you could work from home. And I thought, oh, that sounds interesting. I'm going to go and listen. So I went and listened to this this talk about life coaching. And then they said they didn't need any coaches in Australia. But in my mind, I was thinking life coaching. That's great. You can work in the personal development industry. You can work from home. You can make as much money as you want. You can work, you know, have clients from all around the world. And in my mind, I was thinking that would be a great thing. Literally within about two months, the personal development company that I was working for at the time, um, one of their sort of directors was starting a life coach training academy in Australia. And even though every cell of my being was screaming, you know, you're not going to be able to do this. You're an introvert. You don't talk to people. Like, how are you going to be able to coach people? Plus, your life is a mess. Like, you are so far in debt. You're stressed. You're, you know, you're disorganized. Like, so half of me, I'm a Gemini, so I have half and half. Half (laughs) of me is thinking, this would be great. The other half is thinking, oh, my gosh, what are you doing? And even when I took the course, I had to borrow the money to go through the training. So I was already $100,000 in debt, so I'm in more debt. So, but I borrowed the money to do the training. But there was that part of me that just thought, this is the next step. This is the next step. So I went through the training. Even when I went through the training, I felt sick, like sick in my stomach. Like I was actually going to be sick when I had to ring up and talk to people because there was that part of me that was like, who are you to be coaching? Like, who are you? But I kept going because I just had that initial this is the next step. And I look back now at what's transpired since then. So, yes, I went through my training. Yes, I started a coaching business. Yes, I I discovered that um, coaching people around the law of attraction was really the thing that inspired me but also inspired them and got them great results. And then from there I went on to write the book and then I created online courses. And then about 10 years later I launched my own life coach training academy and I now train people to be internationally certified law of attraction coaches and, you know, my business has just expanded and grown and just blossomed from that one decision back then to take that step, even though it felt completely scary and I was way out of my depth and I didn't know what I was doing. And every step of the way, I thought, you know, I'm crazy. And even when I started my life coach training business uh, or my life coaching business, after about three or four months, I actually quit. I actually stopped coaching people, didn't take any money, and I actually started teaching the science of getting rich and not charging anyone for it, doing it for free, because I just, you know, I'd gone through my training, here was I coached, I was starting to coach people, but then I went back into the fear, back into what am I doing, who am I to be doing this, and so I went back, and, and but after a couple of months, I thought, you know what, people want to work one-on-one, and I can support them, and I dived back in, so it's going to be that back and forth. It's going to be that, you know, uncomfortableness. It's going to be, but if you had that initial thought that this is right for you, it's a matter of persisting because, you know, the universe is guiding you and you've just got to keep taking action. Well, more than that, though, because you can you can have that initial thought and you can still give up on yourself. I mean, you kind of did. Oh, for totally. But a, totally. But a lot, and I'll put myself in this category. It's very easy to get that initial thought, to get that initial impetus, even take some steps and then give up on yourself. You feel like you can't do it. Why do you think you kept going? 
Uh, okay, I'm I'm stubborn. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> I, well, that's fair. <laughs> sometimes when I make a decision, I'll just keep going, and sometimes it can be like the most stupidest decision, and I get a stupid outcome. But but sometimes I just feel like, and I guess for me, think about it. I was a hundred thousand dollars in debt and on welfare. I discovered coaching. I started coaching. I gave up on coaching, but then you've got to think, what was my alternative? In my mind, I was at the bottom of the bottom. I was at the lowest of lows. What else could I do? I had no skills. I had no contacts. I had no money. I had, like, I had nothing. Coaching was something that inspired me, excited me. So I, I just chose to keep going. I chose to pick it back up and keep going. And literally, when I came around that second time, everything started to change. Everything changed because I started really using law of attraction, not just in my coaching sessions, but in my in growing my business, using it to grow my business and using the internet. So again, you know, joining the, the spiritual, the metaphysical with the practical. So, you know, using the internet, using the law of attraction to grow my business, everything just exploded and that really just took off. So, so do you have like daily practices that you do to keep yourself going? Yeah, totally. So I get up pretty early. I, I like to get up about half past three or four o'clock in the morning. And first thing I do is I meditate because I know, I know a lot of people think meditation is the thing that keeps you kind of balanced and, and can affect your health in some way and just, you know, keeps everything humming along. But I actually know that meditation makes you a better manifester because I like it, liken it to, there's you and then there's the universe. And then between you and the universe, think about it, there's this pipeline, okay, where you can get messages, you can get guidance, you can get steered in the right direction. But for most of us, that pipe is filled with gunk and it has kinks and we just don't hear the messages. We just right. don't, and, and our orders don't get through to the universe. It's just like this big mess. So I think of meditation as the pipe cleaner. Meditation is like the pipe cleaner and it allows you to clear that pipe so that you get those ideas, you get those messages. And when I say messages, it's not, you know, God booming down from the heavens saying, do this. It's more you get an inkling, an idea, a thought, uh, an idea, and you follow through on that. And, and it's that's kind of inspired action. So meditation is the first thing I do. Uh, then I do a visualization about what I'm wanting to create. And then I get up, I take my dog down the beach, we walk along the beach to watch the sunrise, and during that time on my iPhone, I have it filled in the voice memo section uh, with all different affirmations and declarations and visualizations and things that I want to create, and that's what I listen to as I do my walk. So that's how I start my day, to make sure that I'm kind of priming the pump to be able to create a life that I want rather than how my life used to be, which was a life that I thought I had absolutely zero control over. And now through the law of attraction and through um, quantum physics and through neuroscience, I understand that you know I get to create it by using my thoughts, my feelings and my actions. Bridget, does that sound uh, familiar to you in terms yeah. of what she's talking about with meditation? Oh, yeah. And all of it, honestly, it sounds like she um trusted and went with her gut and every time she did that it worked out and that's literally like Taya I mean trust do it don't have any fear around it and go mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah I'm loving all of this <laughs> yeah. Taya just so you know Sandy is is part of a practice that David Strickle teaches he is uh one he's, he's like an Esther Hicks he he channels the stream of David instead mm -hmm. of Abraham and he has this program called the Taya Boot Camp that uh, both Bridget and I have been through. And, and Taya is, is an acronym that stands for Trust Your Abundance. So that's where that comes from. Ah, lovely. Beautiful. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, meditation is a huge part of that program. And that's why I was pointing to Bridget because I knew that she, she had experienced what I had experienced. When, I mean, yeah. I, I think you've actually done a little more meditating before I did, Bridget, before you, you went into the program. But I never meditated before. I just, I had resisted it for years and finally this boot camp got me doing it. And now, I mean, I understand what you're saying about it kind of clearing out the pipes. I guess the way I think of it is it, it clears out the anxieties. The anxieties are, are, are what need to go away. They're blockages. They're mm -hmm. blockages. Yeah, they really are. And when you meditate. You can't create from anxiety or fear. You no. can't create from that space. Well, you can. So you just not like what you, what you it's get. It's going to be right. messy. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be awful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
That's but when problem. you clear that out, you, you, you're able to create things that bring you more joy. When you're in that place of anxiety or stress or worry, you, you, like you say, you will create, but it will be things that bring you more anxiety, stress and worry. Whereas when you clear the pipes out and you're feeling that balance and you're feeling good and you're feeling you know, in the flow, then what happens is you create and attract more things that allow you to feel that. And, and they're the things that bring you joy. So when you were in your earliest days, you were still deep in debt. You'd made the conscious decision. You're going to go forward anyway, even though you quit for a bit and you're going at it every single day. I imagine like everybody else, you experienced times where you were feeling the fear, where you were feeling the, the down times and so forth. So how did you handle that? How did you, how did you get navigated through all that stuff? Uh, come back to all the different law of attraction processes, like all the things that I now teach people because like I said, I could either go into the fear and sit in that place worrying about my future, worrying how I'd ever get out of debt, worrying how things would ever change, or go into that beautiful fantasy land of imagining being a millionaire and imagining living in the dream house and imagining traveling the world and being able to buy fresh flowers every week and go on health retreats and all the fun stuff that I absolutely could not do but absolutely wanted to do. So for me, it was more about, and most people on a very practical level will just think, well, that's just completely delusional, that's stupid. You're in all this debt and all you're doing is spending your time focusing on what you want, like dreaming about it, like seriously. But it was just such a sweet relief that that's what I used to do. So whenever things would go bad, I would just double down on my visualizations and double down on my affirmations and double down on a vision board and double down on, you know, kissing money and double down on like all the dozens and dozens of things that I put in my book because it just made me feel better than the fear and the anxiety and the worry. It's funny because I just had an experience with that today because I, I'm, I have a summit coming up in a week and we're, I'm behind schedule getting everything done. And so I, I've incorporated some help to, to get all that done. But after doing about four or five hours work this morning, I was kind of on that kind of edge place. And so I went over, I, I, um, for Christmas, I got a, one of these electric piano keyboard things and I went and just played. I, I wasn't even playing music. I was doing scales, which you know, for most people who've ever played piano, that's the work part. That's where you're just, you know, building up your dexterity and so forth. It was actually relaxing, yeah. <laughs> which kind of shows where my mental state was. But it's the same kind of idea of what you're talking about. You go to something that just feels better. And if it feels better, yeah. then it takes the edge off. It could and, and exactly. You, you hit the nail on the head. It feels better. And that's why, unfortunately, so many people who aren't aware of the law of attraction, unaware that they can create their own reality, what they're doing to feel better is watching TV, mm -hmm. um, drinking, you know, smoking, taking drugs. Like they're doing escaping. other things that make them escaping, making them feel better in the moment. And they're actually, you know, on 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 a um, on a scale of trying to get closer to that beautiful feeling of flow, they're actually taking a step. It's just kind of the wrong step. Mm -hmm. If they just understood that they could use their mindset and their thoughts and their feelings to create that beautiful life instead of, you know, making choices that aren't supporting them. Um, and that's what I love about what I do. I love that um, people are drawn to me for the very fact that they can uh, create more abundance. But when they actually discover the law of attraction and understand how it works, they can use it to create anything in their life. It doesn't have to be money. Right. They can have the relationship. They can have the health. They can have the vitality. They can have anything they want. But that money is kind of the thing that draws them in. And then they realize that they can actually create this amazing life, which is just so wonderful to see. Now, is coaching still a big part of what you do? I mean, I don't know how your companies are organized at this point. So where, where's your focus of attention these days? Um, so my, my true focus is um, I've got a program called Millionaire Mindset, which is all about really rewiring people's minds so that they attract what they want, specifically money. And so that's kind of my main focus. And it's a group situation. So people join the program or I have live calls every couple of weeks and, you know, there's an online component to that. So that's one of the things I focus on. And then, of course, my Law of Attraction um, coach training program because, you know, there's so many people out there that... <coughs> over the last couple of years have just been in a situation where the government comes and says, sorry, you've got to close down. Sorry, this business can't open. Sorry. And, you know, the boss mm -hmm. comes and says, sorry. 
So I find there's so many people wanting to be able to be in control of right. their future, in control of their income, in control of whether or not they work. Being able to work from home is beautiful. So, yeah, that's that's my other focus, and I'm loving it. Yeah, that's been one of the main themes, hasn't it, been from the, the whole pandemic, people getting the first opportunity in their lives in many cases to work from home and deciding, yeah. I like this. I want to do more of this. How do I do more of this? Yeah. Kind yeah. of tapping into that, among other things. Yeah. That's very cool. You, you ladies have any questions? I mean, I could keep dominating this conversation. <laughs> I'm just enjoying. So, I mean, if Monique has a question, go for it. <laughs> well, actually, while I was looking at um, Luke, maybe that's his name, his comment. And he was saying he's currently uh, working on using the law of attraction to manifest money and material things, perfect timing for him. And mm -hmm. I wanted to ask Sandy, what advice would you give to Luke since he is um, currently trying to manifest money and material things? Yeah. Um, the bottom line is it all comes down to those three things, body, mind, and spirit, your, your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions. So you've got to get really clear on what it is that you want. So for me, when I was $100,000 in debt, I didn't just say I wanted more money. I wanted to be a millionaire. That was my number one focus. I just knew that millionaires had a better life. I knew that millionaires could have a cleaner. That was like so exciting to me. <laughs> right. Which is <laughs> getting someone else sure. to clean the house. Yeah. yeah. I was like, whoa. Um, so to me, my focus was a millionaire. So the million dollars, that's what I wanted. But once I was really clear on that, then I, I constantly, constantly felt what it would be like to be the millionaire. So that's what you want to do. You want to get clear on how much money you want and what would your life be like having that much money? Like what would you be doing? So for me, it was all about imagining living in the beautiful house and, and having no one come along and say the rent is going up or you're not allowed to put a picture on the wall because you make a hole. It's like having a house that is exactly how I wanted with a beautiful swimming pool, a tropical swimming pool and a, a barley hut that I could relax in the day bed and, you know, thinking about being able to go to yoga whenever I wanted or meditation classes or being able to just jet off overseas and go to a health retreat and being able to buy fresh flowers and having, as I said, a car that didn't leak, like getting really clear on what that life was like and imagining what was like on a consistent basis and getting excited about it coming, like really believing that it was going to be part of my reality. So that's the feeling part. And then taking inspired action. When a thought comes to you, following through on it. Don't just have that thought. Like, for instance, one of the things, as I said, I did, you know, dived into meditation. And I woke up one morning with the name Wildly Wealthy Women in my head. I jumped straight online and registered the domain name. Then I did nothing with it because at that time I was just coaching, okay, and then I was I was selling a, a personal development course with um, with my uh, business partner. And But this name popped in my head, Wildly Wealthy Women, went online, registered, and as I said, did nothing for a couple of months and then about three or four months later told my business partner the idea that I had for taking the information that we were selling, it was a course around um, sort of wealth creation, taking that course and wrapping around it live calls every week uh, where she would talk about the practical side, I would talk about the mindset, having Wildly Wealthy Women's Wicked Weekends where everyone would get together and they'd learn and they'd, you know, would also do meditation and different things. And so we ended up, I launched that program with nothing but a sales page that I put together and made something like just under $3 million in a matter of months. And this is, this is it. I, I, I meditated so the, the channel was clear. I came up with this idea one morning, Wildly Wealthy Women, took action straight away, registered the domain name. Because the thing you've got to understand is when an idea comes to you, it doesn't come from nowhere, nothing. It right. comes from the quantum soup, mm -hmm. which means it's out there, which means right. if you don't take action on it, someone, someone else, else will. will. I had that someone happen. else. You know, 10 minutes later, could have come up with that name, Wildly Wealthy Women, and thought, oh, that's nice, registered it, and I wouldn't have had it. I just registered it with no clue what I was going to do with it. But I took that action. So you've got to take action. And so, you know, when you're really clear on what you want and you're really spending time feeling as if it's real 
and you're taking inspired action, then the universe, as I said before, will bring you the people, the circumstances, the situations, the opportunities, the connections, the things that you need to continue to take that action that will lead you toward manifesting what it is you desire. Wow. I mean, your, your enthusiasm is, is infectious. <laughs> That's the best <laughs> word I can think of to describe it. And it, it's encouraging and, and it's uh, exhilarating to listen to you. Um, I, I still, in my mind, I always play a little game. Like I kind of try to like be the listener at times or sometimes they're just talking to my own experience. Sometimes it's both actually. Uh, and I'm, so I, I play a little devil's advocate. So one of the things that I'm going to play devil's advocate on is, yeah, but what if you start doubting? What if you, I mean, you get this inspiration, you start, you know, you, you know it's something to act on, you act on it, and you, you, you decide you're going to turn it into a course, and you set up your page, and you get the page set up, and you put it out there, and nothing really starts to happen, and you start to doubt, and it doesn't actually turn into a $3 million deal, it turns into a $0.45 cent deal, and what do you do then? <laughs> <laughs> And, and believe me, that's happened to me too. So don't think that, you know, everything, don't think I've got the Midas touch and everything that I do turns to gold because the thing we have to remember is we are human. We are living in this human body, having this human experience, and we're going to stuff up every step of the way. That's just how it is, okay? That's just what we do. But from those stuff-ups, from the things that we do wrong, from the things that don't work out, from the challenges that, that we experience, that's where we have a choice in that moment. Okay, we have a choice in that moment as to what we're going to do. And let me give you another example. So I was $100,000 in debt and on welfare, and I somehow came across these things called slim slippers. They were these tiny little slippers you wore, your heel hang over the end, it aligned your body, there was magnet therapy in there, and apparently they're supposed to help you lose weight. And so I bought these slippers, they seemed to work, might have, might have just been in my head, who cares? And I thought, I'm going to import these slippers, I'm going to make a fortune. So I organized it all and I contacted the company and I was going to be the person that imported them into Australia and I was going to buy a container load and it was going to cost me a fortune, but I was going to borrow the money to make it all happen. And I ended up getting a, um, a, a regional station to do a story on me and my slim slippers. And so they said to me, look, stories about money or about um, health or about losing weight, they have the biggest response. Like be prepared for so many orders, you won't be able to keep up. So I'm like, yay. Anyway, the story was supposed to go to air on a Wednesday and then, you know, I found out that in the TV world things get bumped all the time. So it didn't go to air. And then Thursday it was supposed to go on, but something happened and got bumped. And Friday, same thing. But then they said, don't worry, don't worry. Monday, without a doubt, it's going to air. We've locked it in. So Monday came around, but what had happened on the weekend on the Sunday was that that very first Bali bombing. And my story about slim slippers was in between a story on the Bali bombings, my slim slippers, and then an hour special on the Bali bombings. And so oh, like, I think, oh. I think 10 people were interested in my slim slippers. So I was heartbroken. I was beside myself. I was so upset. You know, yes, of course, the compassionate side of me was, you know, focusing on what had happened in Bali, but the, the other side of me, the selfish side of me was like, oh my God, you know, this was supposed to change my life. And, and I was like, just beside myself. But I let myself wallow for probably, you know, two or three hours. But then the part that I knew, that the part of me that absolutely understood that when something happens, it just means the universe has something bigger and better in yeah. store for you. Different direction. A different direction. And so that whole Bali bombing disaster for, you know, the country, but then also for me and my whole Slim Slippers empire, that didn't happen. And I can, I have to say, oh my gosh, am I glad because yep. selling these Slim Slippers, I know that I would have had emails every day from people saying, but my heel hangs over the edge. They're the wrong size. They need a new size. What are you doing? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so it's like, that, that shifted the direction of my life in a whole different way. And so, so when things don't happen the way that they should, I always teach my students, do a happy dance. Do a happy dance and know that the universe has something bigger and better in store for you. So you never know what it is in the moment, you, you know, but you get to choose how much you focus on what's going wrong mm. and instead focus on what is coming. 
what exciting things coming into my life. And that's a choice in every moment. Oh, very good. That's a very good story. I like that on a number of different levels. Um, got a question also from the live stream. This is from a, a good friend of mine who lives just about a half hour down the road from me, Anne-Marie. She used to be a co-host, actually, here on the show every years back. And she says, thanks for all this. Any advice for putting into action when not sure which direction to go in? She, has a, she needs a new form of income. Yeah, okay. That's a great question. And sometimes I think um, these days, particularly with the Internet, we can be so overloaded with so many choices and so many options. You just really don't know which way to go. But if you have been spending time in meditation, and when I say time, I don't necessarily mean you have to spend an hour a day meditating. I literally have my timer on for 11 minutes. If I want to go deeper, I'll make it 15 minutes. So it's not like you have to spend ages. So every morning I do 11 minutes of meditation, just completely clearing the head. I call it defragging the brain, okay? So if you're spending time in meditation every day and that channel is nice and clear, what you then need to do is with all the options that you have, you just sit down and you close your eyes and you just say, you know, which is the right option for me? And, you know, something will bubble up. Something will come up. An idea will come. And I know um, I love the story about Mark Victor Hansen, who is the co-author of the Chicken Soup for the Soul books. And they've sold, I don't know how many now. I think it's close to about a billion or maybe it's half a billion. It's a lot of books. Anyway, when they were coming up with a title, he would go to bed every night and say, bring me a best-selling title. Bring me a best-selling title. Bring me a best-selling title. And then after a couple, I don't know if it was weeks or months, but he woke up at about 2 o'clock in the morning, woke his wife and said, I've got this idea. And she said, oh, ring your other wife, which is what, what she used to call Jack Canfield because they were spending all their time together. And he rang Jack and said, Chicken soup for the soul. And that was just the start of a multi-billion dollar empire. So you've got to ask for help. You've got to ask the universe for help. Just ask, ask, you know, before you go. And that's one of the ways that I came up with the idea wildly wealthy women. You know, I would go to sleep every night and say, bring me a million dollar idea. Bring me a million dollar idea. And that was my first million dollar idea. So you know, not that everyone wants a million dollars. Some people just, you know, there's other things that they want or they just want a life that's really beautiful and easy and flowing. But whatever it is that you want, you ask the universe, you ask God, you ask the angels, you ask the divine. Like it's waiting to help you, but often won't help you unless you ask. So just get really clear on your question and what you want. And you'll find that even though you've got lots of choices, lots of ideas, don't know which way to go, something will bubble up, something will stand out to you if you ask for help. An interesting point right there because this is some, this is a big tripping point for me for a long time and I'm, I'm better at it than I was before, a lot better, but still kind of feeling my way. And that is believing at least and, and perhaps even um, doubting at the same time that I have, that I have problems, that I have the ability, you can see I'm kind of dithering on how to express it, to actually collect the message to actually detect that it's there to actually be able to discern the difference between something that just kind of it, I thought of on my own and something that came to me and I'm curious how you how do you address that honestly when I first started learning about law of attraction and you know understanding that you can get like messages or you can be guided I was constantly because someone said to me it's the feeling that you have in your gut because your gut your intuition is more sensitive than your brain. So I would get this feeling and it'd be like, is that a good feeling or is that a bad feeling? Yeah, Am right. I supposed to do it? Am I not supposed to do it? I, I, like, I couldn't tell. It was like, oh, my gosh, it, it, which way should I go? And I was like, ah, freaking out. So, again, it came back to the more I meditated, the more I got into meditation every day and just made that a regular practice, it just became clearer as to what that, that feeling in your gut if it was a good idea or if it was a bad idea because you can literally feel like your gut is talking to you every second and if you feel that something is good then that is you being guided toward that thing and when you feel bad it's basically your gut saying you are focusing thinking about and and putting your energy onto something that you don't want to happen so it's really just a matter of you know as i say meditate you can continue to meditate and you'll clear that part and you'll get clear on what's a good feeling, what's a bad feeling, 
where you should go, where you shouldn't go, the choice you should make, the choice you shouldn't make. Yeah, and you know what, Walt? Oh, ahead. go ahead. No, no, no. no, 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 no go I, ahead. Like I said, I'll just keep going so you guys <laughs> jump in. It's okay. No, I wanted to I wanted to piggyback off of three things that Sandy said that I completely agree with. Now, to your point, Walt, what you just asked about, like, how do you know kind of thing for me <clears throat> I don't meditate as much as I should or as much as I used to, but how I know is, and I like to think that, like you said, Sandy, I keep that the pipeline open between spirit and I, right? So um, usually if I have a thought that is, is not something Monique would normally think, and that's, I don't even know how else to put it, right? If it seems like it's a random thought and I'm like, I wouldn't say that, or I wouldn't think that then I know for me, it's God and it's always right. The universe, spirit, source energy, whatever you want to call he, she, or it, right? That's number one. Number two, when Sandy talked about the example with Mark Victor Hansen, not sure if everybody knows this, but that's exactly how um, Napoleon Hill came up with the name for Think and Grow Rich. He actually said that he asked God, the universe, whatever, right? Give me a name for this book. But he wanted a best-selling title, just like Mark wanted. And he said he finally, you know, after nights he didn't get anything. And he said he finally just, in frustration, told the universe, look, you no, his subconscious, that's what he said. He, he told the subconscious, you are going to give me this title. And the next day he came up with um, Think and Grow Rich, right? So that's number two. And three, I completely forgot my point. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, oh. Sandy, when you talked about things just being out there in the quantum field, right? So when you get that thought or idea, you're not the only one who has it. Now, I know this sounds pretty far-fetched. I've already told you on the show before, Walt, But I promise you, six months before Snapchat came out, I had that idea. But I didn't move on it because I was afraid. And I made every excuse in the book, Sandy. I was like, I don't know any computer, you know, people. I don't know anything about an app. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have. I don't know. Right? Six months later, when Snapchat came out, I literally wanted to cry literally because of course y'all know snapchat came out it took off i don't really know if that's the thing anymore my daughter doesn't even talk about it it's all tiktok these days right (laughs) but still i could have been a multi-millionaire too sandy if i had just just believed in myself but back then i didn't even know about the law of attraction my daughter was like a senior in high school and now she's like I don't know, 26, so that's easily 10 years ago. But girl, mm-hmm. we could yeah. have been doing this multi-million dollar yeah. lifestyle together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I just listened to Spirit when he gave it to me and believed in myself. But you know what, Walt? You know, it's it's easy. When I have doubt, the thing that I ask myself, Walt, is I ask myself, why don't I believe this? Why do I not think that I can do this or I can have this or I can be this or I can accomplish this, right? And I always find it's usually something that, and I, like you, Sandy, I've coached, I've coached manifestation, right? And so I would like tell my students, if you're having those types of thoughts, that's a thought from outside of you. God, spirit, the universe would never tell you anything negative about yourself. Never, right? Never. So that means that that thought was implanted in your subconscious somewhere, maybe your parents, maybe a spouse, a friend, a strength, whatever, right? And so you really have to go back to find out where did that thought come from and why don't you think you can do that? You know, Sandy, I've talked to Walt and others on this show about knowing who you really are spiritually, you know, not just this physical meat suit that that we Mm -hmm. see in the mirror every day, but really understanding. And I believe that we and God are one. I love Neville Goddard. I follow him. I guess if you can say you follow him, he's 
been gone for I don't know how many years now. <laughs> About 50 years, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, his teachings resonate with me because I do believe that we all are one with God. I believe that we are co-creators with the universe and that's how the law of attraction works. It's like you said, we align our mind, our body and our spirit with God. And it's so easy to bring those things too. But sometimes, like you, Walt, you know, you, you kind of got to un, unplug the pipe, as she said, and, and get those negative thoughts out of there and kind of question, well, where does that really come from? And Sandy, Walt, Bridge, audience, I think for a lot of us, it comes from our past experiences. But if you find that you don't so much focus on the past, and like you said, Sandy, we focus on the future, what we want, what we have. I mean, because you easily could have gotten mired down in the fact that you were $100,000 in debt, right? You were on welfare. And it's so easy to focus on those things, but you didn't. The key is focusing on the things that you want, but also understanding, like you said, that you have the capability to make those things happen. You yourself, right? Tell God what you want. Tell him what you want. I don't believe that there's any, if you follow the Bible, and I do, I believe that there's not any good thing that God will withhold from you. I just don't believe that. I believe that we're here to embody his His goodness and his abundance here on earth, right, in a physical form. And if that's the case, then why wouldn't I think I can have the money or be a millionaire, multi-million, billionaire, if that's really what I want to be. But like you said, Sandy, there is no attraction without action. Like there's action in the, in the word attraction, right? Yeah. And I love to tell people that you have to do something. It, it's not all woo-woo. It's not all feel good. It's not all crystals and candles and whatever uh, else you know you you use right and no shade to that I, I don't follow moon phases and stuff like that that's not my thing right but you really once you really start to understand who you are as a spiritual being and how you co-create with god it's like you said sandy the manifestations it, it just comes it's so natural it's yeah. just i believe manifestation for human beings should be as natural as breathing as yeah. natural as breathing. It's a God-given gift. It's it's how we're designed, right? And it's such a shame that, like you said, Sandy, not many of us understand that or even taught that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I like yeah. what you said about about um, the science of getting rich and how that, that title came around and how he asked God for that. And, like He was really firm that he wanted the title because I remember when I was $100,000 in debt and on welfare, and at the time I was bringing in 15,000 Australian dollars, which is seven and a half US, seven and a half thousand US. And I remember getting out a piece of paper and writing, dear God, because when I'm mad with the universe, I call, <laughs> I call it God. Dear God. <laughs> dear God. I am sick of this situation. I want to make more money. I want to make $30,000 a year and I want it now. And I signed it and I still have that letter and um, literally within weeks, you know, because of other things I was doing too, I came up with that idea for wealthy, wealthy women. And so I it's just it. a matter, you've got to put it out there. you got to, yeah. just, and you got to be firm. Like it's my time. Yeah. I want it. It's happening. Yeah. Just decide. I think indecision keeps a lot of people from manifesting because they're not clear. Like you said, crystal clear on what you want. So Luke, if you want more money, how much more money do you want? Mm -hmm. And Walt knows I'm infamous for putting a time frame on stuff because oh, I yes. usually manifest within about three months is usually mm -hmm. my thing. But I'm, I'm realizing, Sandy, you guys, I could manifest faster if I decided that I'm going to manifest exactly. faster. But I'll exactly. have in my mind that it takes three months because yeah. in the past, <laughs> it's taken three months, right? But yeah. I mean, by some people's standards, that's still pretty quick, but. That, that is for a lot of people because a lot of people, you know, it can take months and months. In their, in their mind, if they're going to manifest something little, it can happen quickly. But if they're going to manifest right. something big, it's going to take longer. But right. in the quantum field, you know, when it comes there's to God and the universe, there's no difference between there's one little thing and one big thing. So why not aim big? Yeah, yeah. It's 20 billion. It, it's all yeah. the same. Yeah. It's all the same. Yeah. Hmm. We're, we're coming on, on the hour and I want to keep going here, but we can't really do that. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go like a little bit over, all right? Because I, I do need to get a couple things in here. First of all, 
I need uh, you to remind people about that domain name because that's really the best way to reach you, right? It is through wildlywealthy.com, I presume. Yeah, wildlywealthy.com. They can reach me there, yep. And if they want, I've actually got a little Wildly Wealthy bundle of some affirmations, guided visualization, some things that are going to change you at a, at a sort of energetic level so you can start to attract more abundance. You can go to wildlywealthyfree.com and they can get that free bundle. Okay, that's cool. And then I, I got to ask you about um, the, the Millionaire Mindset Program that you've got. I mean, yeah. we, we've gone through an hour. We haven't even touched on that. And, and I can't just let it go. I have to hit on it in <laughs> part because this has become more and more of a mantra for me in, in terms of interviewing people. Is there any way to – how do I say this? Let me, well, I'm going to flip it around. Isn't it true that you always need help? to get to where you're going, that you always need to oh. have somebody to talk to. You need to have somebody to lean totally. on, somebody to help get you back on track, to help you get back into alignment, that that really the best way to get yourself into that, that great action stance from the inspired stance is with help. Totally, totally. And that is, I think, one of the number one things that helped me when I first discovered Law of Attraction and when I first discovered internet marketing, when I first discovered you know, building an online business. It was finding people that had done what I wanted to do. And instead of wasting time, energy, money, heartache, tears, just going straight for their knowledge and, and having that support and being able to ask questions and having a com community of like-minded people. And I think that's one of the keys, I think, to Millionaire Mindset Experience is that we have, you know, me keeping everyone on track because I do tend to get very passionate, as you said, about the law of attraction and I get people inspired and excited and, and get them believing that it's absolutely possible. So it's almost like I'm a personal trainer for manifesting money. And then that community, people that are like-minded, that are, that are going through the same thing, sometimes it's not working, sometimes it's working amazingly and, and just being inspired by what other people are doing. And I think you're absolutely right. You've got to find either a mentor or a community of people that are like-minded, that are going to be on the journey with you because you can do it all yourself absolutely. And I used to be that person trying to do it all myself. And when I realized that, that you know, when I do it myself, I let my doubts come up. I let my fears come up. I let, you know, what other people are saying that are not like-minded sort of infiltrate my brain and then take me completely off course. But when you're in that community, even if you're only connecting with them once a week or once every couple of weeks, it just helps you to keep on track, to keep going, keep taking the actions you need to, to keep thinking the thoughts you need to, to keep feeling the feelings you need to. And that's when everything can absolutely change. Not only does it get you off track, you can actually get frenetic. And I say that from personal experience very, very recently, like this past week, because I got into a really frenetic state. I talked about it on yesterday's podcast quite a bit. And it wasn't until I reached out, I literally reached out for some professional marketing help to get this, this thing back on track because I knew I was falling behind. I, I knew for a week I was falling behind. I couldn't get myself off of that, that spot. And it was all because my old program that said, no, you can do this yourself. Get this done yourself. And finally, after about five days, I said, what am I doing? <laughs> what? Reach out to somebody. My wife, Louise, was saying, who can you ask for help? And I said, I don't know anybody I can ask for help. Well, you know, of course, that's crazy. I know lots of people. <laughs> but that's where the mindset was. And I, I had, to, and I'm still working on, on reversing that. It's a big And business can do that, that, though. Business can, like, literally any type of business, if you're an entrepreneur, you go through that journey literally every day, trying to do it all and then trying to get help and then, you know, it's just, it's kind of a roller coaster. I, I, someone once said to me, um, becoming a millionaire and that journey to becoming a millionaire is the biggest personal development growth you'll ever go through. And I really believe that, you know, being an entrepreneur is, is exactly that. Yeah. There is so much, um, thinking it's all going great and then, oh my gosh, it's all falling apart and I've got to do it all and oh no, I need help. It's like, it's on and off all the time. But like you said, it's, it's recognizing when you need help and getting that help. And then, cause that then frees you up to then focus on what you want the outcome to be and think about it and be in that beautiful space so that you actually allow the law of attraction to support that launch, to support that business, to support that product rather than just doing all the doing, trying to do everything from a, a very practical, physical level. 
you're allowing the law of attraction into it. So getting help can be the best thing. Even if it, I remember when I was doing everything myself and then I hired a VA back, you know, early, early 2000s, hired a VA for the first time for five hours a month. And that literally changed everything because suddenly, even though five hours a month isn't much, suddenly in those five hours, I felt so supported and so like, you know, there was someone there helping me and it wasn't me being the lone wolf. And that literally switched things in my mind that allowed me to become very attractive to manifesting more things. So, yeah, getting support is really important. So we're going to take a moment then to recommend people check into and examine the millionaire mindset program that you have, because clearly the teacher knows what she's doing, you know? So if you're going to join a program, join a program where the teacher knows what she's doing. This is like a leads to B, right? So just saying, if you have a place, if you're, I'm actually thinking about doing it myself. If you're actually in a place where you need some help with this, get the help. And Sandy's right here to offer the help. So Sandy, thank you so much for joining us on the program. This has been yes. We're going to have you, you back so again sometime, hopefully. Um, yeah, love to, love to. Love to have you back. Yeah, because there's so much more we could talk about here. But thanks for taking the time. Thanks for getting up so early. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, seven o'clock. That's late for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we certainly appreciate it. So, ladies, Bridge, thank you. And Monique, thank, thank you very you much. You're yeah. welcome. Well, especially love that last bit you did, Monique. It was really good. Very high powered. That was more like the original Monique. That's the <laughs> But Monique really is like, she's back on her Because she gets to go eat now. Yeah, and I forgot, I forgot about food for a moment. I got excited. <laughs> so thank you very much. Thank you, live streamers. Thank you, podcast listeners everywhere. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye. Thank everybody. you, everybody. Bye.